Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master, for a sense of belonging. Hallelujah. I'm yours, Lord. You are mine. Oh, thank you, Lord, for presence and access and entrance into the presence of the Lord. Some would say, I do not belong, but I would say, you're wrong. You do belong. You are mine. Bought with a price. Purchased by the blood. And you are not your own. But you are all mine. Reciprocate that. And say to the Lord. You're my all. And you're my all in all. Oh, just raise your hands. Just a fresh consecration and a fresh commitment to the presence and to the word and to the bosevredishtamanayete, into the plans and purposes of God for your life. Hallelujah. Oh, lift up your hands and worship Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Om Redishtelamandai. Yes, Omontianda. Hallelujah. Amrokasaminite tekilabosa. So lay aside the things that are unnecessary. Lay aside the weights. You can do it. You know what's been a distraction. And you know what's been a weight. I've shown it to you in yesterday and in yesteryear. So now draw near with a sense of belonging. Without fear. And come on up, saith the Lord. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You're not waiting on me, but I'm waiting on you. Whoo, hallelujah. Sobreneste, sembrevisto labasai. Drawing near with no despair and no fear. Coming in with a sense of belonging. Puts great confidence in you and emboldens you with new strength to take new territory and to possess new land. For some have thought, well, I'm at the end. No, saith the Lord, you're just beginning. You're just starting. For I have... But from before the foundation of the earth, determined to do a work in you. 
So let me do it. I'm working. Put yourself under my command and submit to me. Surely you will see the plan of God and the work that I'm doing in you and have for you come to pass. Let's raise our hands and thank him. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 devil. You cannot hold me back. You can't keep me down. I belong to God. I'm of God. Jesus is in me. He's putting me over. This is not the end. This is the beginning. This is the dawn of a new day. So I'm willing and obedient. And I will walk in the fullness of the blessing and of the plan of God today. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Say it's so. It is so. Hallelujah. So you can let your heart agree with what's just been spoken out by the Spirit of God. By not nonchalantly saying, well, amen. But purposefully and enthusiastically saying, it's true unto me. It's true unto me. That's mine. It's true unto me. It's happening now. It's true unto me. According to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's right, Charles. Let's laugh a little bit. Just laugh at the devil. Hallelujah. He's a defeated foe. Don't you know that he's a defeated foe? I saw him fall like lightning. And now he is way below. Hallelujah. I saw him fall as lightning. Oh yeah, he thought he was something. But now he's been put to nothing. Woo, glory to God. He has been brought to naught. So treat him like he is below. Treat him like he is under your feet. Rise up in victory and enjoy your life. Hallelujah. For it has always been my determination that your life would be ever so sweet. Woo, hallelujah. Come on, let's thank him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Woo! Glory to God. I would remind you, says the Lord, that you're seated with me. And there's no down days in me. There's no depressed days in me. But there are only strong days in me. 
There are only days filled with joy and laughter with me. And you 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 are seated with me. So it's high time for my people to rejoice and laugh. For I said, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Rejoice for the victory has been won. The Lord is on your side and in him we move and in him we live and in him we abide. I just dare you to laugh at the devil a little bit. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Don't take the lies of the devil so seriously. But abide in my word and let it dwell in you richly. Be serious about my word. Be serious about your relationship with me. Oh, and the joy and rejoicing of your heart shall be clearly seen and so shall it ever be. For I said in my word that when his word is found, it becomes to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. So let's rejoice for a few minutes, shall we? Oh, somebody shout amen. Somebody shout amen. Woo, shout amen, somebody. Glory to God. Woo. Hallelujah. Learn to rejoice in the dark hour. Learn to rejoice in the midnight hour. Yea, laugh in the privacy of your own home. Look into my word and get happy and rejoice. You will discover that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will come upon you and you'll find yourself in the dark hour rising up in glory and in power. And here's what's happened to me. Here's what's happened to you. And here's what's happening to you in your home. You'll not be able to sit still. You'll get up and you might have to run. You will dance in private and your victory shall be seen and be made public. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Don't let someone else do your shouting. Don't let someone else do your dancing, do your laughing, and do your rejoicing. 
For the joy of the Lord is not individually, but the joy of the Lord is our strength. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, somebody said, that's fine, that's, that's great, but I don't feel like it. It's when you don't feel like it that you need to do it the most. Because God will take you from feel like into another realm. This is why he said that we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, be seated, but don't unhook. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Tom. Praise God. I love that verse over in Philippians says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, do what? Rejoice. You know, there's different ways you can rejoice. Amen? Different ways you can rejoice. There are outward ways of rejoicing. And when it comes from an inward grace... And an inward revelation of who he is and what he has done, it's not showy. It's not put on. But it's authentic. And we need to allow the authenticity of the Spirit of God to move in our lives. For the scripture says, now the Lord is that Spirit... And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is emancipation from any kind of bondage that would try to bring a person down and to hold a person down. This comes from the Spirit of the living God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I believe this. You can praise your way right through any midnight hour. You can rejoice your way through some of the most biggest, darkest attacks that you've ever faced before. But it does not come by just flippantly doing it it comes by having your heart involved with it and you know that's why we teach a lot and preach a lot on the what the bible says in second timothy chapter one let's look over there second timothy chapter one hallelujah second timothy chapter one don't you just love when the holy spirit moves glory to god and he moves all the time. He moves in different ways. Just like there's different ways uh, to express joy, there's different ways that the Holy Spirit moves in a service. You know, sometimes he 
comes and he just ministers to us and gives us revelation knowledge from the word and exactly what is needed at that time and for that hour it's tailor made just for you i don't know how he can tailor make a message for everyone in the room but i know who it only can come from him now in second timothy chapter one of course Paul is talking to a young son in the faith, Timothy. And Timothy evidently had some, some fears or some concerns and some things that was really holding him back from stepping into the fullness of what the Lord had for him. And Timothy had a strong call in his life, just like you do. Yes. Amen. Somebody says, I do? Yeah, every one of you have a strong call. A strong call of God on your life. Amen. It may not be behind the pulpit. It may not be what Pastor Tom does. But every one of you are called of him. And I hear the Spirit of God saying the callings are calling you. The callings are calling you. The things that I have predetermined and predestined from before the foundation of the earth. The Lord says... I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. And even though you messed around in darkness, I called you out of darkness. I called you out of darkness to position you for the call that was there all the time before you were in your mother's womb. Woo! Oh, what a God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What an arranger, what an orchestrator, what a connector, what an appointer. Thank you, Jesus. So, Timothy has got some situations going on in his life. And in verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. People do not become apostles because man appoints them. People don't become pastors because mama called them. People become called in the fivefold ministries by the will of God. According to the promise of the life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. He said, I thank God, whom I serve for my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing... I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Do any of you have a Timothy in your life? You know, it might be your son. It might be your daughter. It might be a close friend. Someone that you're in relationship. Perhaps someone that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know that God's got an assignment for them. But for some reason, they haven't stepped up and stepped in yet. We do not worry about those people, but we get on our knees and we pray for them. Just like the Apostle Paul prayed for his son Timothy in the faith. We pray without ceasing, remembering you in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. 
When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. You know, unfeigned faith is good faith. Which dwelt in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And then he says, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Paul said, I've seen what God has done in your kinfolk. Perhaps you haven't seen what God has done in others, but you know the hand of the Lord is upon one of your co-workers, one of your sons, one of your daughters, one that you're in relationship with, and you've seen and you know the hand of God's upon them. I'm telling you, moms and dads, grandmothers and grandfathers, unfeigned faith is transferable. Don't for one moment believe a lie that would tell you your prayers are no account. When I call to remembrance the unfaith that faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois, grandmothers, grandfathers, moms, dads, display faith. Display courage. No crumbling in this household. And every time God works a victory in your body, in your finances, in your home, build an altar there. And bring your kin to remembrance of look what the Lord, look what the Lord has done. He's done it. He's done it before. And he'll do it again. I say by the word of the Lord, he's done it before for you. And he will do it again in you and through you. Come on, saints. Be encouraged in the Lord today. There is no backing down and there is no backing off for you and for me. Those that back down, he said, I shall have no pleasure in. But we are not of them who back down. But we are of them that believe God all the way, every day, believing in our heart, having what we say. I'm just going to camp right here right now. Moms and dads. Grandfathers, grandmothers, single parents. Live for Him. Live for Him. Do what you do unto Him for your glory. For that becomes a seed in the hearts of those around you. And I will make sure 
that I send the right people around them and connect them with the right churches, the right places, and the right friends. Water that seed with praise. Water that seed with faith. And you shall surely see the seed spring and grow up. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, that's real good news. And then someone say, well, I didn't have parents like that. I didn't have grandmothers and grandfathers like that. Here's what the Spirit is saying. You be that seed. You be that person. You be that man. You be that woman. You be that single person. Ask, is it right here? My spirit. Ask for me and my hacienda. <laughs> well, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do over here? As for me and my house, what are we going to do? Are there benefits and rewards for serving the Lord? He said in his word that I am a rewarder of those that diligently seek me. Seeking him because you belong to him and he belongs to you brings great rewards to those who will live on fire for me. Thank you, Lord. You be that seed. You be that person in the school. You be that teacher. You be that man. You be that woman in that warehouse. You be that man. You be that woman. You be that person on the job. You be that light. You be that salt. And so shall the seed be sown by those who are my own. And here's what the Spirit is saying. And I will watch over that seed to perform it. And I will bring it into completion. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. When I call to remembrance the unfaith faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy mother Lois, in thy grandmother Lois, in thy mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded in thee also. And here's another key here. When it comes to your family and to the people around you, you must see and believe the best of them, even though you know and you've seen the worst. Faith sees the best. Fear sees the worst. Faith speaks the best. Fear speaks the worst. Faith in your heart has spiritual eyes. I've given you eyes in your spirit. To see things and see people the way that I see them from my perspective. Isn't that good news? That's why he said, 
Don't look at the things which are seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. So when you walk by faith and not by sight, you take the eternal truths of God's word and you plant them deep in your heart and you see from an eternal perspective the way that he sees them and you know what you're seeing with these eyes is subject to change. Everyone says, what I see with these eyes is subject to change. It's only temporary. This test that I'm going through has an expiration date. Hallelujah. Will people put you through a test? Sometimes they will. How many of you know tests come by, by, for different reasons in various manners? That's why he said, count it all joy when you fall into different types of test, temptations, and trials. Because you know something. Man, this just keeps growing on me. Jesus. Some tests come as a direct result of an attack of the enemy. Other tests come because of our disobedience. Jonah didn't end up in that great fish because it was the will of God. Jonah ended up in that fish because he was disobeying God. But thank God in the belly of the well, he repented. But then there's other tests that we go through because of our relationships. And sometimes people can put us through some hellish situations. I mean, let's just be honest about it. I'm not calling your kids demon child or anything like that. Sometimes the test just comes hard and heavy because of the devil. Other times it comes because of our disobedience. And other times it comes just because of the people that were around. But no matter where the test came from, God can turn that test into a testimony. Listen, because there's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. And your God is faithful. Say it with me three times. My God is faithful. My God is faithful. He is faithful. Faithful for what, Pastor? Faithful to make sure that what you are facing, He is also giving you the ability to endure and provides a way of escape from it. Amen. Wherefore I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. What kind of faith are you displaying in your home? What kind of faith are you displaying in this nation? What kind of words are you speaking over America? I didn't ask you whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, but I do ask you, are you a Christian? I'm going to ask one more time. Are you a Christian? I didn't hear everybody. It's time to give an altar call. What kind of spirit are you displaying? What kind of words are you saying? What is being expressed through you. 
Now, next Sunday, we're going to kick off a 30-day Speak the Word challenge. Because faith-filled words are the most important thing going in this world today. Faith-filled words that have the foundation from God's Word. And I believe this, that as we all learn as a way of life to speak the Word of God over our circumstances, over our nation. If you can't think anything good to say about your nation, say it in tongues. I said, say it in tongues. Because when you're saying in tongues, you are saying the perfect will of God. But there's a lot of good things that we can be saying. Like this, there's an awakening in this land. God is moving in the USA. Hallelujah. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Come on, somebody. Say it be the will of God. The plan of God. Be done in the USA. And then pray fervently. But what kind of attitude? You know what attitudes come from? Attitudes come from people's spirits. You ever heard a person say, well, man, that person's got some attitude. Some person wrote a song years ago, I got a new attitude. The attitudes that we have display what kind of spirit we have. Attitudes come from within here. So the attitudes that we display on the job in life ought to be coming from the Holy Spirit, from the Holy Word, in your spirit... And if you will train yourself to live by this and to not walk in the flesh or speak from the flesh, you will absolutely see things around you change before you really are. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. I think we can get off that. I think some of you are getting that. Well, I tell you what, they're so rebellious, they're just... I hate that, boss. Hate should not be a part of a Christian's vocabulary. Hatred does not come from love. Hatred comes from the devil. Well, I just hate this job. Remove the word hate from your vocabulary because the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. So, all that to say this. Paul's talking to Timothy, right? And he's saying, look, all these wonderful things around you, all these wonderful people around you. And here in verse 6, and this is what I dropped by to remind you guys of this morning. Wherefore... I put thee in remembrance. Now, why would something or someone have to be put in remembrance? 
Just ask Brenda. <laughs> Just ask this beautiful girl on the front row. Did you pick up your laundry? Have you taken the garbage out? McFly. Why do people need to be put in remembrance? Why do you need to be put in remembrance? Because we forget, right? We forget. In James, he says, whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty, the spirit of the Lord, there's liberty, and this is the word of liberty. He says, whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein. And then he goes on to say, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word and a doer of the work. This man, this woman will be blessed in his deed. And so we're reminded in the book of Psalms to forget not any of his benefits. Jamar, are there benefits in the Lord? What are some of those benefits? Health and healing. Anybody else know what some of the benefits of the Lord are? Forgiveness. What else? Tony just said he satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed just like the eagles. What other benefits do we have as born again believers? Financial blessing, peace, what else? Protection. Protection. How about this one? Who redeems your life. He redeems your life and my life from destruction. What does that mean? That means no accident is going to come out and take you out. Even before you were born again, the hand of the Lord was protecting many of you from death. What I was involved in, I could have been shot. I could have overdosed. I went through a building at 75 miles an hour on Good Friday in 1968. In the, not the driver's seat, but the death seat. A friend of mine was angry at his girlfriend and he went right through a stoplight and a car was coming and it leveled a brick building. And by the grace of God, I walked out of that car without a scratch. I don't know how to describe it to you. But when we hit impact, it was like we were going through a tunnel and I waited for it to end. And it's like, we're upside down. There's four of us in the car. And only one of us went to a hospital. Don't tell me that he didn't give his angels charge over me. Even when I was a renegade. Spirit of God says, make sure you release your angels 
on the behalf of your loved ones. Think about all the times that God has saved you. He's brought you here for this time. You've come into the kingdom of God for such a time as this. This is not a time for us to be partially in. This is a time for us to be all in. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm all in. I'm all in, I'm all in, I'm all in. What do you mean I'm all in? I'm all in Jesus. Jesus is all in me. I'm all in the kingdom and the kingdom is in me. I'm all in the will of God and the will of God is in me. I'm breathing Jesus. Hallelujah. What's next, Lord? Thank you, Lord. So, He redeems your life from destruction. He's done it. He's doing it. And He will do it again. Amen? Amen. Many of you are here in this building by divine appointment. Just to hear this word. Just to experience the presence of God. For some of you here today, God's been drawing you for a long time. He's been drawing you for a long time to Him. Some of you have fallen away and drawn back. But the Spirit of God was saying, I'll never give up on you. My hand is upon you for good. And my plan for you is so very bright. Wow. Drawing us near. Amen. He said, wherefore, I put thee in remembrance. The thought was, we need to put in remembrance because we forget things. And the Apostle Paul is saying to his son Timothy, and Pastor Mark and Pastor Brendan, Pastor Tom, Kimberly and Pastor Nancy, we're saying this to you today because we love you. And God's got some awesome things in store for you. He says this, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance, son, daughters, partners, church members. Stir up the gift of God. Stir up the gift of God. Which is in thee by the putting out of my hands. We could say it this way. Stir up the gracious gift, the charisma of the Holy Spirit. Stir up what I've placed on the inside of you. Stir it up by drawing near. Stir it up by being in church. Stir it up by praying. Stir it up by speaking God's word. Stir it up by being in community. Stir up the gift of God that's in you. Stir it up by being around other people that are stirred up. You remember Kenneth Copeland many, many years ago in Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
he was on the front row and I've heard him say recently uh, in, a, in a message before then, he said, I'm stirred up now. He didn't feel stirred up, but he started stirring himself up by saying, I'm stirred up. Yeah. And so he said it over and over again to himself, I'm stirred up now. When do you need to speak that? When you don't feel stirred up. Well, I was in this service and I didn't feel very stirred up. And I walked over to Kenneth Copeland. I shook his hand and said, Brother Copeland, I just want you to know I'm stirred up now. He says, you are? I said, yes, I am. I'm stirred up. Look at your neighbor right now and say, I'm stirred up. Look at your other neighbor and say, I just want you to know. I'm stirred up now. (laughs) I'm stirred up right now. Hallelujah. Stirred up. Fired up. Prayed up. Worded up. We're going to go up. (laughs) Woo. So he says here, stir up the gift of God which is in you. Maybe it was on you by the putting out of hands. Maybe it was, he, he came upon you in a service like this where you just got filled with the Holy Spirit. However you receive this wonderful, precious gift, make sure you do your due diligence and stir him up. Stir him up. And then he said here in verse 7, for God, for God has not given you the spirit of fear, but he's given you the spirit of a... Come on, somebody. Power and of love. What kind of power? Holy Ghost power. What kind of love? God's love. What kind of a sound mind? A sound mind that only he can give you. So evidently, Timothy is like some of us where fears try to hold us back and hold us down and try to keep the gift of God at a low, low level. But I'm reminding you today. You have this treasure. You have this treasure. You've got this treasure in an earthen vessel. That the power may be of God and not of us. The gifts that he has given are to be stewarded, to be nurtured, and to be stirred up and not ignored. For you will all be held accountable for what you've done with this precious gift. So the head of the church is saying to us today, no more fear. No more backing down. It's like that song, Pastor Tom saying, I get so much out of the songs. I get a whole message just like this, by the grace of God. That's where I belong. It's where I belong. But fear is wrong and will try to keep you out of where you belong. Not only in the presence of God, but in the plan of God and in the purposes of God for you and yours.
So Paul said, just want to remind you, stir up the gift. Pastor Tom, please come. I just want to remind you, stir it up. Stir it up. And once you stir it up, keep it up. Come on, somebody. Come on. For he said, I've not given you a spirit of fear. Fear is not your atmosphere. Faith is the atmosphere of my sons and my daughters that I have brought unto glory. So on the inside is the spirit of faith. And look at me and say, no more fear for me. No more drawing back. But I'm moving in. Into the fullness of the plan of God. Hallelujah. Did you get anything out of this today? Let's all stand up. Let's all stand up. That's enough for now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in a moment, we're going to open the altars. I I just believe that there's a time of prayer that could take place in in this atmosphere. I believe there's, there's people here that perhaps maybe you just need some encouragement from a brother or a sister in the Lord. Maybe you're going through a test and you could say, you know, I could use someone else's faith. I could use someone else to, to lock shields with me today. Yeah, pray, pray for me, pastor. Pray for me, prayer room workers. The Spirit of God said that there's people here that God's been wooing. And you know he's been drawing you, but for some reason you just haven't come. Jesus is saying, come unto me. If you've gotten away from me, come to me. If you want a closer relationship with me, just come to me and let me put something great and awesome and do something great and awesome for you.